1: Think about your favorite TV show. Is there a house in that show you would love to live in? We'd love to hear where that house is. 651-641-1071. Good afternoon and welcome to the third hour of the Colleen and Bradley Show. God, time has flown today, Holly. Woo! That is Holly Roberts. I'm Bradley Trainer. Colleen will be back with us next week. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. And Holly... <laughs> Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Why are we asking people to call in with the favorite uh, home from television they would love to live in? Hi. Come on
0: in, Bradley. Well, we're talking about this today because of this viral story concerning a home in the San Francisco Bay Area. It's notably called the Flintstone House. And when you look at the house, you know exactly why it's called oh, the Flintstone. Sure. I mean, it is a... Maybe a yabba dabba doo in the world of architecture. I don't know, but
1: apparently. I think you would say it was a yabba dabba do.
0: Yeah, it's a little ugly. But you know what? This person's living their dream, and we're not going to hate on her. Uh, retired publishing mobile Florence Fang has defended her Flintstones house for years. <laughs> But apparently, it wasn't the house Bradley that got locals in a huff. It was her addition of dinosaurs in the front yard.
1: Oh, she's got some stuff going on <laughs> in the front yard.
0: Yeah. So the town of Hillsboro, California, you know, they're like, look, Lee, look, look, Ms. Fang. It's one thing if you want to make your house look like the Flintstones. It's another that you put the dinosaurs in the front yard. Yeah, and I love dinos. They have like a
1: like a um, uh, what would you call that? Like wrought iron. Uh, flintstone mobile but it's not like a flintstone mobile but it i purports to be one and there's like stuffed
0: yeah uh, i don't know (laughs) it looks
1: like a stuffed fred doll lying face down in it
0: yeah and and then very barney playhouse (laughs) it very much is which by the way hold that thought that's a great house yeah no well so the story is is that for the past couple of years that the town was like look you know the dinosaurs in the front yard are too much. They're ugly. They're violating local codes when you put the sculptures in the yard. And an attorney for the town was like, You have to have a permit for this. So they've been in court for the past couple of years. But today it is a victory for Ms. Fang. She can keep the dinosaurs in the front yard. Oh, good. And the lawsuit her. has been settled. Fred and friends can remain. So it made me think six five one six four one one zero seven one. Okay. So if you had to live in a house from a TV show, what would be the house that you would build it? What it's not like you're being transported into the world of television. It's like, no, you're building the house. What house are you building?
1: Yeah. So you don't get to actually go to the TV show. Cause that was, that was my question because my first answer was the TARDIS from Dr. Who, because it's like infinitely large and yeah. there's like, tons of stuff inside it's much bigger on the inside than on the outside oh, thank you. if you don't know the show uh, some people don't understand that it's not really a police box <laughs> like when you walk inside anyway um, but if, if you're saying I have to actually build this this house I think that changes um, the dynamic a lot
0: mm, yeah well we can. Well, maybe we can have the fantasy if you want to live well, in the but, TARDIS but Bradley, no I like
1: the idea of if something real like you have a, a, a a plan, you know, like you're going to take plans from the house. Which television house would you actually like to build and live in? Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Because my mind obviously goes to dear listeners who also love this show. I know are calling out, um, you know, silently or out, actually out loud, which would be weird because you're talking to your radio, but that's fine. Are saying the Golden Girls home because I could totally see myself living in that actual. Home. I would like the kitchen to be redone, but who wouldn't love that living room and Thank the you. lanai? Yes. So for me, the the first choice would obviously be the Golden Girls house. Let's go to the phones, shall we? We've got Jack on the line. By the way, if you want to join the conversation, what TV home do you want to live in? 651-641-1071. Jack, what house do you want to live in? Well, when I was growing up, I watched the TV show Bewitched. Oh, yeah. And I always liked the way Elizabeth Montgomery came down the staircase when someone was at the front door. I always thought that was really kind of flamboyant, the way she swung around and came down the stairs. Oh, yeah. And, and what a wonderfully <laughs> fun mid century home that would be. Yeah, there was a fireplace in the living room, and Uncle Arthur would show up once in a while. What an exciting house to live in. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, Jack. Thank you so much for that suggestion. The bewitched house, uh, I bet, would be at the top of the list for a lot of people. Um, Let's go to Caddy. Caddy is on the phone. Hey, Caddy, what TV house, if you had the chance, would you want to live in? Bonanza. Oh, Bonanza. I don't remember where they live. Tell me about the house. Well, I believe it was like logs and... Big fireplaces and exposed stone and all that—awesome, cool. So, kind of yeah. that like old school, um, you know, western West. ranch look. Western, yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. All right, great, <laughs> I love one, that. Book. Thank nice. you for that, caddy. That's a blast from the past. I just looked up—is it the Ponderosa
0: Ranch? And it is
1: loggy. Like, I'm looking at pictures right now. It looks very loggy. Rustic. Rustic. Yes. Very uh, vintage. Okay, let's go back to the phone. (laughs) Troy is on the line. Well, vintage in the minds of, like, 1950s Hollywood. Exactly. Troy is on the line. Hey, Troy, what TV house do you want to live in? Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Okay, I have not watched this series. Um, What house, or, like, what does the house look like that... Uh, you love from Yellowstone? Kind of like what you were talking about, that old boggy feel. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's basically, you know, they're, they're cattle rustlers. So, I mean, think of like a big old cattle rustling type of homestead. You know, it was looks like a small hotel. It's so big. You know, oh, fireplaces sure. In, fireplaces in every room, you know. Dead things hanging on the walls, all that fun stuff. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures now online, and you're absolutely right. It even more than the Bonanza House, it's very much that sort of great ranch home. With, yes, you know, ranch like home. There you go, yes. Fieldstone and log timbers and all that good stuff. That's a great one, Troy. Thank you.
0: Yeah, thanks, Troy.
1: Like, who wouldn't want to live, you know... I mean, that's a lot of room. Like
0: Luxury Lodge.
1: Luxury Lodge. Yes. Um, it's like my favorite buzzword right now. Modern farmhouse. Mm. Like, what is a modern farmhouse? I don't know. I don't know either. Should we go back to the phones? Uh, by the way, 651-641-1071. Actually, don't call because we've got enough people on the phone. Who do we want to talk to next?
0: Uh, let's talk to Ben.
1: Ben is on the line. Okay, Ben, what TV house would you love to live in? I want to live in Mitch and Cam's house from Modern Family. Oh, I don't watch Modern Family, so tell me a little bit about the house. Well, first and foremost, it's a duplex, so you got some passive income with your little upstairs apartment. Oh, that's smart. Nice. Right? I know. I don't know why that makes it way better for me, but it's also like a Spanish-style house. with like really pretty. You know those like clay roofs that are like wavy and stuff? Oh, sure. Like clay tile roof. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has a beautiful roof, and then it has ivy all over it, and I'm obsessed with plants, so that just really trips my trigger, you know? Yeah, no, I love it. I'm looking at pictures now, and uh, that's... That's a wonderful house. It's beautiful. Yeah, I know. I'm obsessed. It's probably like five million dollars though, let's be real. Yeah, but that's well, okay.
0: You know, we're dreaming, Ben. Again, we are ha- dreaming. We're having we're living in our dream home, Ben. <laughs> yes. Love it. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Ben.
1: Uh, and should Susan be the last word? Yeah. Susan, you are the lucky listener to have the last word on uh this particular segment about TV homes you'd love to live in. Where do you want to live? Oh, hi. Um, Eight is Enough. Do you remember that house? Oh, that of house, course yeah. I do. I have to look love up. I love the- that show. Yeah. Oh,
0: and it's yeah. Like perfect colonial family home from the outside. Big trees. But what I loved about it was the kitchen because it had that big, long table and they could all sit together and it just seemed like a, I don't know idyllic family place
1: yeah no absolutely wasn't, you
0: know i loved all their problems but
1: <laughs> yeah you're totally right susan thank you so much for that i'm looking at pictures of the the eight is enough home it was a big, was a big house but i guess well, you know when you got, got all those eight, kids eight people where yeah. do you think they're gonna live eight, eight is, is enough. enough it's got that like 70s like I'm trying to describe the vibe of that theme song. It's It's a good theme song.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a red tumbler from Pizza Hut.
1: I like that. Yeah. Okay, uh, when we come back, thank you, Holly, by the way, for a wonderful question about Mm. TV homes. Now we're going to spend the break thinking about all the magical TV homes. Like, I kind of would love to live uh, with the girls from Facts of Life, like above the cafeteria. No. Okay. Uh when we come <laughs> back, we're going to we're going to go dark Dream because game, Brad. um Holly's got the latest on the Sex Cult as Nexium. In fact, one of the former members of Nexium is talking and specifically in advance or um leading up to her sentencing this week in that trial. We'll tell you all about what you need to know when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. If there's news on a crazed sex cult, we've got headlines right here on the Colleen of Bradley show on my talk one oh seven one. you can count on us for all the creepy nasties. Oh, I'm sorry, but that's where we're at in the world. And frankly, I love a good cult story. And Holly's here with all the latest on Nexium. It's so crazy. They don't even spell it with letters that make sense.
0: No, they don't. That's supposed to be the fun of it. People
1: probably have forgotten what a Nexium is, but if you haven't, or, or I should say, if you have, go watch The Vow. Yep. That's the name of the series, right? Yeah, is that, that HBO? That's HBO. HBO Max, all about Nexium. You've heard the name Keith Rainier, perhaps. Uh, maybe you even have even heard the name Allison Mack. Well, Holly has an update on Allison Mack, and this comes in advance of her sentencing this week for her role in this crazy sex cult, right?
0: Yeah, that's right. So Allison Mack... She was an actress involved in Nexium and, uh, more specifically, the subgroup called DOS. That's where the sexual abuse was really happening. Well, Allison Max is getting ready to be sentenced on the thirtieth. So on Wednesday, she faces fifteen years to life in prison for her role in the Nexium sex cult. But she is apologizing. That's
1: insane, by the way, fifteen yeah. years to life.
0: Fifteen years to life. I'm not
1: saying insane as it as. Not that that shouldn't be, but I'm just like blown away that we are coming to the point where Allison Mack could be facing life imprisonment for her role.
0: Right. Well, Allison Mack previously pled guilty to one count of racketeering, one count of racketeering conspiracy. So those are some pretty hefty charges. Now, the prosecutors have accused Allison Mack of recruiting sex slaves for Keith Ranieri, who is the head of the Nexium cult, who has been sentenced to life in prison. And that subgroup DOS, which was a secret society of, quote, masters and, quote, slaves, in which a limit women were allegedly forced to be sexually subservient to Keith Raniere. Now, if you watch The Vow on HBO, it goes into extensive detail about what happened to these women when they were recruited by Allison Mack, and it is not good. But Allison Mack, she's apologizing. uh, She wants to let you know before she gets sentenced that she is really sorry.
1: Well, this should come as no surprise. One imagines, I mean, when I saw the headline that she... Uh, was apologizing, um, and maybe you have the actual words of what she said, I thought to myself, well, oh, that's interesting. Five seconds before you're about to be sentenced to possible life in jail, perhaps you've had a change of, thought, of mind when it comes to your role and, and seeming um remorseful, because it was not that long ago that I remember her being rather defiant um, in the face of these allegations. So yeah. Things have obviously changed, and I think the obviously is being uh, convicted of this crime.
0: Right. Also, you know, understanding the charges against you and, you know, the theory is, is Allison Mack coming out. Now, here's what she wrote to The Hollywood Reporter from her attorneys. Allison Mack wrote, quote, it's now of paramount importance for me to say from the bottom of my heart. I am sorry. She said, I threw myself into the teachings of Keith Raniere with everything I had. I believed wholeheartedly that his mentorship was leading me to do a better, more enlightened version of myself. Allison Mack says, I devoted my loyalty, my resources, and ultimately my life to him. And this was the biggest mistake and regret of my life.
1: Um, I mean, Awesome. But you also have to be held accountable for your role. So it's good to hear that she's remorseful. I imagine that'll help her should parole come up at some point, which I imagine it would, especially if she has a particularly long sentence.
0: Yeah. You know, and it's one of those things where, you know, I'm not a lawyer. I don't even play one on TV.
1: I'm just a country lawyer. <laughs>
0: I'm just a country lawyer, and I don't even pretend to cosplay Matlock on the weekends. But okay, that'd be creepy. It's <laughs> probably a thing. But, you know, Keith Raniere being sentenced to 120 years in prison. He is, he is in prison for the rest of his life. Allison Mack putting the apology out there publicly. Now, we don't know what's in Allison Mack's heart, really. I mean, maybe she is truly sorry, but, you know, This is being presented to the public space on the eve of her being sentenced and she's going to be spending some time in jail, it looks like. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, you got to take it for what it is, I guess.
1: I will be curious to hear what um, and this would require actually paying attention, but I think that's possible, especially since I find this story fascinating. Mm -hmm. And there's a great podcast, too, and it was done by I think if not the CBC, I think it was the CBC Canadian broadcasting company yeah. uh, that did, this was before the, the HBO series that um, really told the tale of one particular member's um, story and victim victimization within the cult. It'll be interesting to hear what their thoughts are on Allison Mack. Right? So like you and I sort of as bystanders can, can listen to her seem remorseful and think, oh, well, that's a good thing. But I wonder for the people whose lives were radically changed and, you know, physically, emotionally and mentally mm-hmm. damaged because of their involvement with Allison Mack andor or um, the Nexium cult. Right. Like, what do they feel like? Do they feel like that this is a little too self-serving, too late? Sure, right? sure. Yeah. Um, what is their perspective? Because I imagine that, you know, their perspectives are probably, in addition to being far more well informed, different than, you know, my casual observation
0: right because you know the um optimist would say oh look alison mack has taken the time to really think about what she's done and is publicly apologizing the cynical take on all of this is like well you know she's doing this so that she gets leniency from the yeah. judge and she doesn't have to serve in prison also you know trying to save her public reputation being like well i'm if i serve prison time I'm going to be out eventually because I'm not. I mean, but there's a potential of life in prison, but probably that's not going to be happening. And so then where does that leave me when I'm on the other side of this? So it would be interesting. You know, the podcast that you were talking about, Bradley's called Uncover. And it was produced by the CBC and Sarah Edmondson is one of the people that was involved in the podcast. And she's
1: is she the one who was behind the documentary?
0: Yeah, she's heavily featured in The Val because she was the head of their Vancouver branch and she left Nexium at one point it's a really fascinating story and news you could use updating you on the sentencing portion of all of this
1: all right well we'll pay attention to what she's actually sentenced to later in the week but when we come back we have some more crazy stupid idiots dumb people doing dumb things a little more low stakes probably but we'll do that when we return right here on my talk 1071 hi what you doing
0: yeah, Listening you. to
1: the radio. Yeah, you right there. Not you. Good afternoon. Welcome <laughs> back to the Colleen and Bradley Show. Trying to be as creepy as humanly possible before 3 p.m. Because when you get home, you got to be normal again. So until then.
0: Oh, it to be you.
1: Keep it crazy. Yeah. Crazy stupid idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy stupid idiot. Yeah.
0: Colleen and Bradley present.
1: And sometimes other places like where we're going
0: to Maine.
1: Maine,
0: yay! Have some
1: lobster. That's right.
0: We're gonna have some lobster rolls in Maine. <laughs> How delicious! How do
1: they talk in Maine? I don't know. Maine, Maine. <laughs> I don't
0: know. But they're all like. It's kind of like.
1: <laughs> it's kind of like New England, right?
0: Yes, I mean, it, it is the home of lobster. Lobster, and you could have some chowder. Maine, Maine. I don't
1: know. <laughs> Thing that we please apo- tell us
0: we apologize to the citizens of to Maine. To the four
1: people who live in maine mm-hmm.
0: so this happened last tuesday bradley in maine and somebody was pulled over for speeding and they were going really fast
1: oh wow that's well that's good i guess because that's the definition of speeding
0: yeah well they were going 110 miles per hour in a 45 mile per Jeez. hour zone
1: uh, that is some bulls
0: that's yes yeah, some bulls in your chowder
1: <laughs> don't put your bulls in the chowder people
0: you know the old saying well that's terrifying 45 mile per hour zone 110 miles per hour that is terrifying, Th- that is terrifying. and uh they got pulled over now the police officer caught up with them and the driver did give her an explanation on why they were driving 110 miles per hour in a 45 mile per hour zone now bradley this is where i ask you what the driver told the police officer
1: okay so um i mean i want it to be main related so (laughs) like maybe chowder was involved like she had chowder burns on her lap (laughs) You know, she went to Dunkin' Donuts, got a little. Oh yeah, uh, you
0: got your donkeys.
1: Got some donkeys mm-hmm. and some chowder, and uh, spilled the chowder on her lap, and then decided to race off to the emergency room.
0: Yeah, and then it was like, well, don't tread on my pants. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> don't I think that's New. I think that's New Hampshire that has the don't, I don't tread on. Know. I don't
1: it doesn't know. matter. It's funny Sorry, because we don't live there. We so. don't live.
0: There we're just from the midwest uh no that was not the case now the reason that the driver was driving so fast was a very humane one i suppose if you really think about it it's that the passenger on the other side had to pee
1: oh the the passenger had to tinkle
0: the passenger had to tinkle and they
1: could get out and pee
0: well but they just really had to go. They didn't want to go and pull over and pee in the bushes. And the passenger was female, so I'm assuming they did, couldn't do the you know Mountain Dew bottle in the back.
1: Yeah, situation. Yeah. You Which, know. by the way, even if you could, I I couldn't do that.
0: You've never done I don't, that?
1: No, I don't think I could take something out while I'm driving. I guess if you're the passenger, I was just imagining driving and trying to remove. the merchandise and then trying to get it into a bottle. Talk about a shift stick. (laughs) I just like, that just seems like way too much hand eye coordination that would not be good. And then knowing my luck, I would like run over something and then have to explain how that happened.
0: I really had to pee. Now, according to the story that they were pulled over in the parking lot of a circle K, a convenience store. And so while the driver was being arrested, for going 110 miles per hour to 45 mile per hour zone, the woman actually ran inside and found the bathroom. So she so really she, did she,
1: have to pee, or she, she did, at least played it all the way through. Yeah. Like committed to the role.
0: I bet she really, honest to goodness, really had to pee. Because when you gotta go, you gotta go.
1: But I ask you, Holly Roberts, mm-hmm. only because you're a woman and the subject of this particular story is a female.
0: I have the parts, yeah.
1: Yeah. Like would you feel like you'd rather speed at 145 miles an hour or pee in a bush?
0: Pee in a bush? Yeah. Hands down. I mean, it's... hands down. Yeah. You just drop trowel and you go out there. I mean, one time, Bradley, I have to say, was on the fifteen from L.A. to Las Vegas. There was a, a big to-do and traffic was at a standstill where we had to park our cars on the interstate. Whoa. And we were there for hours, and I'm like, I'm going in the desert to drop trout to pee.
1: Yeah, you and a bunch of other people. Yeah, I was afraid
0: that a scorpion or a snake would come and bite my bits. But you know what? Sometimes that's just a risk you got to take.
1: Yes, that and I do feel for women because you'd have to get a lot closer to the ground than I would.
0: Yeah, and then there's a there's physics, velocity, you know,
1: physics.
0: Well, like you gotta like you gotta make sure that you've got velocity of the pee to go because the thing is it's like a faucet when you know oh, when you turn you it know on men, there's
1: power and men then- have that experience too you know women often will say things like ah, why can't you pee in the bowl and i'm here to tell you there are times when you un when you you know remove the thing from your pants things what? stick yeah and things shift so that you think you're about to do something and then very quickly you realize the stream is going behind you or back on you.
0: Oh! Because,
1: you know, again, it's, it's physics. I yeah, So see? what I'm saying is we relate. We relate.
0: Oh, look, we're coming together. <laughs> Humanity, like, bring us. It's Man, like the, I totally
1: get you. It's like the
0: Camp David Accords peace talks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, if only the world would just take a page from the Colleen and Bradley show.
0: Indeed. Where are we going, Brad? Uh,
1: Okay, well, first, please go to the bathroom if you need to. Uh, Second of all, I do want to take you to Florida.
0: Yay!
1: And pacifically, or should should I say atlantically, uh, I'd like to take you to a 7-Eleven.
0: Ooh, yum, slushies.
1: Right? Okay, well, I want to tell you about 31-year-old Latrell Tresalis, which uh, I like the name Latrelle uh, and Tresalis. It just goes together very well. Anyway, 31-year-old Latrell Tresalis was arrested on a felony battery charge. And that had nothing to do with batteries, but, you know, like hitting people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is what this person hit someone with that earned the story Crazy Stupid Idiot status. So I should tell you that uh, Latrell Tresalis is a 6'2", 300-pound individual, according to this story. And he was locked up in Pinellas County Jail in lieu of a $4,500 bond. Now, why, 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 Bradley, why, what do you think he threw from the 7-Eleven that earned him crazy, stupid idiot status,
0: a hot dog from the conveyor belt, that,
1: that would be, <laughs> right. that would be a really good guess, although I feel I like understand. burns, burns, Well, that's
0: what I'm saying, if you threw a hot, hot, well, hot dog, yeah, you but burn also somebody. for the person
1: throwing it, you know, you don't want to pick up a hot, hot wiener.
0: I mean, maybe he used his buns. Roll. Uh Maybe
1: he used his buns.
0: That, that's, yeah,
1: it's possible. Okay, so
0: not a hot, no. hot dog. No,
1: apparently he was inside the St. Petersburg convenience store, and um, investigators allege that he struck the person with the thing, um, but I'm not sure why. Like, and, I don't know what caused the throwing.
0: And it's not hot nacho cheese.
1: Not hot. That would be another, like, go-to. Like, if you really needed to... Uh, what's the word?
0: Maim someone,
1: debilitate someone, or like get, you know, render them done. Just turn on that hot fauc- that hot cheese faucet, right?
0: Yeah. Okay. So not a food item. No,
1: it was a jar of something.
0: Oh, a jar of salsa. Yes. Oh, really? oh my god, Yay! it
1: was. Okay. It was chunky Tostitos, uh salsa. Ow. Yeah, chunked them right in the head.
0: Ow, that is not okay. With
1: such force. <gasps> It broke the jar of salsa on the person's back.
0: No, oh, glass. Yeah. Uh. You know that had to
1: be a hard hit. Yeah. Now, um, it says he was locked up. In addition to the battery count, he is facing a theft rap for allegedly stealing a Choco Taco. Uh. So I don't know if the Choco Taco theft came before or after the Tostitos attack.
0: Got a munchie call <laughs> know, after I assaulting like- somebody. I mean, at, at that point, Bradley, it's like, why not? You know, I, I assaulted like, well, somebody. I'm going to jail. I might jail. as well
1: help myself to little uh,
0: Choco Taco. Choco
1: Taco, which, by the way, I love. I mean, Choco Taco.
0: Maybe we can ask people tomorrow what their favorite uh, convenience store sweet treat yeah. is. Frozen confection. There is Fruity Pebbles reduced ice confection. I can't call it ice cream.
1: Reduced ice?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: like reduced fat or something? Yeah,
0: like reduced fat. I can't oh, okay. call it ice cream because technically it's not, oh, and so ice, they can't put milk, it on it. Yeah.
1: Dairy, frozen dairy product? I'm telling you, summer is here. Oh, I saw. Speaking of which. Okay, we are going to yeah, talk about gonna this gonna tomorrow, t- yeah. and then um we'll round out with another story, but I need to go on a tangent really quickly because I was at the grocery store last week, and uh I think I was looking through ice cream because I thought, am I going to get ice cream? I ended up not getting ice cream, long story short. I know, I ended up going to Dairy Queen, it's fine. Um, But I was looking at the ice cream brands, and there was a very reputable ice cream brand, which on the package of ice cream, it said frozen dairy dessert. It did not say ice cream. Mm -hmm. That's terrifying. What was it that they can't call it ice cream?
0: But try it the next time that you go to the grocery store. Yeah. It's all the tubs. They, I, there is some, there is. They, oh, they, so
1: was there like a mark, like a law change or something?
0: It must be. I have no idea. I speak from ignorance, but I've noticed that. I mean, it's the same thing with the little pint where it's a frozen confection dessert situation. Yeah,
1: it didn't say ice cream, it said frozen dairy dessert.
0: But you would think you would call it ice cream. I mean, it's ice cream because you would look at it and you'd be like, well, yeah, of course. It's this not like ice
1: champagne. Cream. Like, oh, uh, this dairy dessert is only ice cream if it's made in Wisconsin or yeah. something. Thing. yeah
0: if it's made in iowa it's called frozen confection dessert
1: that is so weird okay well yeah. more on that later now holly do you have time to get to uh, another crazy stupid idiot do you y- think
0: you know what we don't have time so tomorrow we're we're gonna take an international trip okay concerning an uber ride or right. a rideshare ride i don't know but we're gonna go international
1: uber on tomorrow's crazy stupid idiot status that was a pregnant tease all right when we come back Um, I'm going to resist making a pregnant tease joke and tell you that we are going to play the throwback live at 245.